Interior Health, it saw its 1,000th case of COVID-19 since the start of the pandemic last week. Well, today we added another 87 cases in the region, and the active total stands at 204, so just shy of 20% of total COVID-19 cases that have popped up in IH since the pandemic began are actually currently active. To bring more uh, context to all of that, I'm happy to bring to the show now Interior Health's Medical Health Officer for Kamloops, Dr. Carol Fenton. Dr. Fenton, thank you so much for the time here today. Oh, thank you for having me. So I want to just kind of start with that. When I say, you know, 204 of just over 1,000 cases, just shy of 20% of total cases we've seen in Interior Health uh, since the start of the pandemic are active now. I got to imagine that's something that's got to be concerning right now for you and your team. Yeah, I don't love to see it. I mean, is this, I know when, when you spoke with our newsroom early last week, one of the things that you had mentioned was a lot of the cases that we were seeing uh, were attached or connected to Halloween in some way, shape, or form. We're 16 days removed from Halloween, so I got to imagine we're, we're past that part of kind of where the concern may be stemming from? Well, at this point, we're now seeing secondary cases. So we'll have someone test positive and we'll you know, ask them, you know, where have you been and who have you been in contact with? And then we're finding out that their contacts with pe- those people that they were in contact with that they got infected from, those people were at the, the Halloween party. So uh, we're, we're seeing lasting effects of those Halloween parties. Hmm, interesting. Now, uh, one of the things that we have seen, you know, over the weekend, a number of things actually popped up over the weekend, but I want to start with the one we were made aware of here in our newsroom on Saturday, and that's the situation at NorCam, uh, the school, the exposure for the for NorCam was listed on the Interior Health website as potentially being uh, on November 6th. So stemming from November 6th, but from the parents I talked to, they got the notice of possible exposure here on the 14th this past Saturday. So eight days between possible exposure and when parents were informed via the memo that went out from Interior Health. So just curious, and, and I'm sure um, you know there's a reasonable explanation, but what's the process when it comes to contacting parents that there was such a lag between when the possible exposure occurred and when that notice went out? Yeah, so that's a direct reflection of the volume of work we're having to get through in order to do all of this contact tracing, do all of the investigations of where everybody was and who they were all in contact with, and then notify all of those people. As as you can imagine, with 200 active cases, we've had to do a lot of work to notify all of those people. So uh, our CD unit, our communicable disease unit, are working really, really hard uh, to try and get through all of this work, but um, that that is why we are seeing delays right now. So this is why it's really, really important right now as much as ever uh, to keep our infection rates down as much as we can. Yeah. What is the um, status of, of contact tracers? Do we have specific ones for Interior Health or for Kamloops, or is that a, a province-wide initiative? I'm just curious to see, uh, you know, you mentioned to, you know a lot of active cases. They're probably getting really bogged down and hard to keep up. Is it based on, on uh, you know, your health authority? And does that change anything, or are or, or contact tracers just really starting to get overwhelmed here? Yes. So our communicable disease unit is based out of Vernon. So we have a core team of um primarily public health nurses, but also um, various other capacities that are specially trained to be contact tracers. And then in the last few months, I know we've hired over 20 new contact tracers, but um, the training is fairly involved because it's a complicated process. So we're still um, 
uh, in the process of getting all of those people online. Okay, so do you imagine that this work might uh, get a little bit easier moving forward? I mean, I guess it all depends on case count, but hopefully uh, we don't see things rise too quickly, and then having more contact tracers on board would alleviate some of those pressures. Yeah, so we're working really hard to try and scale up our capacity for contact tracing because it's a really essential um, element to um, stop the chain of transmission. Um, And then we're also hoping that we don't continue to see increases in transmission. So it's really, really important that people uh, rethink um, any plans to uh, have indoor gatherings with people outside of their household at this time of year. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, something we've obviously been hearing hearing from from the top down for quite some time, but always important to reiterate. And one of the things I also wanted to ask you a little bit about while I have you is is about travel. I know we've heard Dr. Henry today saying, don't be traveling from health authority to health authority. Stay within your own community as much as you can, unless it's absolutely essential. I know uh, when it came to the outbreak that occurred at the um, Royal Inland Hospital uh, patient care tower project, one of the things you had mentioned, and it's obviously not fully confirmed, but there was concern concerned that that had been brought here from workers from outside of Kamloops. I imagine you're going to continue to have these concerns as long as people are traveling. Um, uh, knowing where certain cases may have come from is going to be an issue. Yes, exactly. So uh, one of the main reasons why we're having our numbers that are increasing is that if you look at the numbers in the lower mainland and you look at the numbers in Alberta, uh, obviously we don't have closed borders between those two regions. And so people are traveling and uh, they're bringing it here, and people are going and bringing it back. So um, as much as possible, we can limit that travel and limit it to essential travel only, and especially don't go, you know, have have a party over there. Um, That's really important right now, especially if we don't want to see more restrictive measures heading into the holidays. Uh, do you have a message, anyone, too, just because we are heading in towards, of course, the holiday season. We're just over a month away from Christmas, and we know that's when a lot of people are going to just probably say, I don't care, I'm just going to go hang out with my family because I've been you know, desperately trying to see them for a long time. And, of course, the holidays are a very important time for people. And, and recently, too, I know when it comes to flights, we had one uh, Kamloops airport flight that was flagged for possible exposure in March, and now three here since just the middle of September, all coming, all flights coming from out side of the province. So I got to imagine there's a real worry that, uh, you know, uh, at about three, four or five weeks from now, a lot more travel is going to be happening. And that's when a lot more cases may be coming back to the interior after that. Right, exactly. And that's assuming that we're going to be allowed to travel, because if you look at what, um, you know, the province has had to enact in the lower mainland by restricting travel, um, you know, if, if our our numbers continue to rise and we uh, are not able to keep up, we're, we're going to have to consider that kind of restriction. So if we don't want those kinds of restrictions, we need to work uh, really hard and, and be really careful uh, to, to get our numbers down now. Now, obviously, we don't want to see those restrictions put in place, right? We want to keep ourselves uh, as, as free as possible here. But is that something you think probably should be entertained sooner than later, given the numbers that are continuing to rise in interior health and stemming from, from coming outside of our health authority? You know, it's, it's one of the tools that we have in our toolbox, and we really hope it doesn't come to that because the, you know, the mental health and the social health and the, you know, the impact on our, our businesses is substantial. And so we would only make that call if we don't think that there's a choice otherwise. And we're not there yet, but we're hoping it doesn't come to that. 
No, but we all hope it doesn't come to that. Uh, I think that's about all I have for our time here, Dr. Fenton, but really appreciate you doing this. And hopefully the next time we speak, it's on more uh, good news as opposed to the negative side of things. But we'll, we'll obviously monitor and, and uh, have you back on when there's more to report. Thank you so much for your time here today. Thank you for having me. Awesome. There is Dr. Carol Fenton, the medical health officer for the Interior Health Region right here in Kamloops, speaking to what's going on with the latest COVID-19 stats, both across the province, but more specifically right here in the Interior. One more time, almost 20% of all cases that have popped up in Interior Health since the beginning of the pandemic are currently active. That's something for everyone to think to be a little bit aware of.